Welcome to Anecdotes for Success with Matt and Paul. Storytelling is an art form, emphasizing the value and learning that is created through personal experience. Our purpose is to share these stories and experiences with the listener. Everyone has a powerful testimony. Let's use them to level up to our best life with truth, meaning, trade-offs, and perspective. Thank you, Isaac Mather, for the excellent new podcast intro. Check Isaac out on all socials and at IsaacMatherMusic.com. Things going on, but the, the big thing with the podcast is every week, Matt never knows who's coming on until they come on. And, you know, uh, once every three weeks, Matt, you're real, real uh, disappointed when it's just me, right? Yeah. Well, I I wouldn't say that, but no, thank you. I'm being too sarcastic. And tonight, the the point was to have you on when we brought Tom in, but we had some internet issues, and uh, Tom's here. So we're take this is the first time we're doing a podcast. We don't even have a topic tonight. Like I'm not trying to say the teacher in me is going crazy right now because I'm like, of course, I don't have a topic. (laughs) Like like what do we talk about? But I think it's going to be okay. It'll be all right. It'll be all right. It's, 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 uh, sometimes these things are the ones that go the best. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. It's like those, it's like those, you know, when you're on vacation or, or whatever and you don't have any plans or, you know, it's a weekend and you don't have any plans and all of a sudden, you know, it turns into that, that one time, you know, that the best day or whatever it is. That's, That's right. Th- those things tend to happen. Um, That's right. um, what have you been up to? Oh boy, lots of stuff, man. Traveling the traveling the world everywhere. Yeah. Been like, tons and tons of traveling for work and and all that neat stuff. But is uh, is that really is that normal stuff. for you to travel for work or is this unique? Yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah, okay. it's normal. It's something over the course of twenty four years you sort of get used to it. It's like brushing your teeth. You just you know if you they spin me around three times, I can't tell you what hotel room I'm in. Yeah, I I used to I used to work for a company. I traveled probably two weeks a month, you know, two two business weeks. So we'll call it ten days, and uh, which was a lot, you know. Yeah. And um, yeah. for me, for me, compared to what I was used to and what I've done since, but I I I I loved it because I got to see so much of the country on on someone else's dime, yeah. right, and their yeah. expense account, and then yeah. um, yeah, and and, and but I I can relate because I I remember many times you know waking up hotel room and going okay cleveland or you what, know the, Miami. where am i now yeah, i yeah. just did that this morning I yeah, yeah. This so morning. i i uh i in fact my wife and i were just we just flew to atlanta last week and we drove from atlanta it was a family thing drove my daughter's car out from atlanta we hit louisville cincinnati pittsburgh and then home and uh, one of those mornings, I did the same yeah. thing, and we were just oh, yeah. was kind of reminiscing the same way with her because this was before I'd met her um, about that type of travel. But I, I I loved it. What about I mean, is it something you like, or is it just? Yeah, kind of- you know what? I, I look at it. I think I look at it a little bit differently. I, I look at it as um, so. I'm not one. If I did the job that I'm in ten years ago, I would have been miserable because you know, as you know, Paul, our kids were in a different space ten years ago than they are right now, right? And as your career progresses, they say that every change requires a different version of you. And as your career progresses, or at least as, as mine has progressed, um, 
it's sort of allowed me to take on more things as time goes by. And now I'm in a space where um, travel is possible. Travel is possible, you know, based on where we're at. We're, you know, we're both empty. We're empty nesters, obviously. So we get to travel. However, a lot of people who know me know know that I travel a lot. And the, the general assumption with people who travel a lot is, wow, you must really like to travel a lot. And I would say that's partially true. Um, I do like to travel a lot. I do like to experience different things, both personally and, and professionally. But I travel so much now. If, if you let it get to your head, it can really send you sideways. So I've sort of tried to reframe that in my mind as every single trip that I take, no matter if, it's I, hop, if I hop on a plane or if I hop on a car, I sort of view it as a bunch of different mini adventures. And that's how I've framed it up in my head. So when you're away from home for a long time or for a period of time, which is what my job requires of me now, it 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 doesn't make it feel so bad in the moment, right? I'm on a new adventure. So if I'm mm-hmm. sitting on a plane last week, I was sitting on a plane going to a place that, that I haven't been to a lot. And when you kind of get all stuck in your feelings about being away from home, you reframe that and you're like, all right, look, I'm on a brand new adventure. What is it that I can take from this? It's, 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 it's that mindset that we've talked about in the past, you know, what good can come of it because something good can come of every single thing that occurs to you. Yeah. And Paul and I, we talk about adventure all the time, don't we, Paul? And, and uh, that, you know, yeah, life I, yeah, I, I, I was waiting when he said adventure, I knew you were going to ask a question. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm well, quiet, no, but it, it's hundred percent. That's the whole point. Hey, 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 Tom, you said something too that reminds me of a conversation I had with a with a, a friend of mine who also is a uh, is a politician and and uh, been in government and that kind of thing. And and we were debating a variety of different things: um, school systems, um, business, uh, government's role in no, a number of these things, and and. And, you know, although we see eye to eye on a lot of things, we, we don't on others. And that's the fun of it, right? You know, right. sit there, have a discussion, you all agree on the same thing. Well, you know, that, that only lasts so that's long. So, that's boring. Well, nobody wants that. No, nobody wants that. But one of the things that, that came up in that discussion, and you, you just mentioned it, you know, you said your new job and your new job requires you a new thing. And you have to be cut. You have to, I forget the word you use, but basically adjust and become a new yeah new yeah. person in many ways and my criticism to him about certain jobs and, and we were talking about a particular government job uh-huh. in this partic- uh-huh. instance was and I, there were other people in the room and the other people in the room were business people and 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 f- people part of other types of organizations and i went around the room and i said each one of them how many of you are your job is the same today as it was 10 years ago Mm-hmm. And the only person whose whose jobs were like that were people in the kind of this government s- system, in yeah. in yeah. their kind yeah. of it was it was just interesting because I've had to reinvent myself. I, I've lost count, you know, and oh, yeah. And, yeah. and and get and guess what? I'm not done, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And and I I hope I never am. And I it was well, and we've got talking about that how interesting that is. And and I mean, do you, you do you think that's normal? 
uh, reinventing yourself. A lot of people look at it as a negative. Like, why should no. I have to reinvent no. myself? I got my education. I don't. I shouldn't have to change. I mean, how do you view that? Well, I I, don't, I view it. I think there's two ways to look at that. I, I think some people are just afraid of change. They don't want change. They don't, regardless of whether it's going to be good, or, good or bad. They're just afraid of it. They don't. They don't like it. And you know, there's this. It's become cliche to say that you know things are always changing. If there's one constant, it's change. But it's absolutely it's absolutely true. But there's there's two two ways in my mind that that I sort of compartmentalize that. There's there's folks that are afraid of change, and then there's there's folks that just have never had to change. Mm. Like if you're, you know, I, I live in a very dynamic world from a professional standpoint, and we have to change all the time. But I think you have to look at it from somebody else's point of view. And it all depends on the space that you're in. I mean, listen, change happens all the time in education, Paul. Newsflash for you, right? You see it. You see it. It's it's supposed it's constant. to. Yes. It's, it's constant. But you can't. Looking at it, looking at it from somebody else's perspective helps you adjust to that change better because they're going through the same changes you are. So, you know, the team that I lead right now, we're all going through changes together. We're all going through the same change at the same time. So how um how, how horrible would it be if I just looked in a mirror and looked at myself alone and said, oh, my gosh, how am I going to deal with this change? I can look at them understand that they're going through the very same type of changes that I'm going through. So how can I help make this as easy as possible for them? How can I make this a, a situation where they learn as much as they can possibly learn from this? Because guess what? That also helps me learn a lot, right? It's all about helping other people through change, but change is, I mean, change doesn't have to be this, seismic shift in the earth for people change can be small it can be it can be big in the professional world in the world that we live in i mean i mean change can sometimes be really really big i mean it's just like like a machiavellian type change sometimes so we get kind of used to that but i would argue that it's actually the small changes that you make to yourself and to your mindset along the way that allow you to deal with the bigger changes. So now change happens for me all the time. And I have to tell you, I, I don't even think about it anymore. I mean, change happens without me even realizing that change is happening. <laughs> that's why I go back to what I just said. Every single change, it doesn't matter how small it is or how large it is, it requires a different version of you. And I think the people that really sort of embrace that mindset are are the ones that really they, they they do better in the long run because they understand that where where they are today is where they are today. Today. That's it. Yep. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree with you. This it, it, it's amazing. Uh, when, when you were saying all this, I, I, I came up with a phrase because I write stuff down. And yeah. I mean, t Tom, what what we've evolved to is uh, we, don't, we don't even know what the name of the podcast is going to be until it's done. Love, and love I, I came up with surprise yourself like. Like yeah. at the end of the day, 
you should, when you look back, you should surprise yourself at where you are today, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, the things I do, I, I, mean, I know both of you very personally. So yeah. it's like the stuff you're doing. I knew you, Matt, I've known you since you were a teenager. I mean, like what? Before, before. 500 years ago. And uh -huh. I and I know Tom when our kids were, were just in middle school and, and yeah. I see what's happening today and we we couldn't have planned this. Like no way. No but, way. but 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 uh your quote, every change requires a different version of you. I wrote that down. Yeah. I yep. think that's you just keep compounding it. You just keep compounding it. And and it's amazing what happens. And can I can I tell you, Paul, first of all, I'm not smart enough to come up with a phrase like that by myself. Let me be very clear <laughs> about that. And this 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 won't surprise you one bit. You know that I listen to a lot of Inky Johnson stuff. And I originally uh, got that mindset from Inky Johnson. Mm. So let me tell you, let me tell you where I got that from. Paul, let me take you all the way back to 2015. You know. That was right around the time, actually not right around the time. I can show you the sticker over here. February 11th of 2015. That's when I had back surgery. Mm. Uh, pretty serious, pretty serious back surgery. And I'll never yeah. forget this nurse asked me if I knew who Inky Johnson was. And I said, I, I didn't. In fact, being a sports fan, I'm kind of ashamed that I didn't know who Inky right, Johnson right. was. Right. To be perfectly honest with you. And as they were prepping me for surgery, she had me watch his video. I mean, it was just like a 10, 12 minute version of of his story. And it's, there's longer versions, trust me, but it was a short version of his story. And one of the things that he talked about was that every single change requires a different version of you. And that really got me thinking. It really set my mind. It, it changed the way that I thought about what I was going through. So guess what? When you go through anything traumatic, whether it be a back surgery, whether it be a family event, whether it be some sort of seismic shift in the direction of where you're going personally or professionally, it really does require a different version of you. It requires you to think about things differently. So my mindset, as soon as, as, soon as I woke up, whenever it was that I woke up from whatever they did to me, my mindset was, okay, hold on a second. I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure something like this never happens to me again. It shifted the way that I think, and it's remained constant over the course of time. The way that I think about that today is the exact same way I thought about that back in, back in 2015. So I maintained that mindset, maintained that change in the way that I've sort of framed it up for myself um, to make sure or at least do everything in my power that something like that doesn't happen again. But if you flip that around, let's say something wonderful happens to you, whether it's a, I don't know, a promotion at work or something as simple as that. I say simple, that can be huge for a lot of people, right? I think you can reframe something like that because that's something good that happened to you. Okay, so what did you do to make that something good happen to you? Well, okay, if if I did this and something really good happened to me, if I thought about something this way and something really good happened to me because of that, well, why wouldn't I just try and replicate that over time to make something else good happen to me? So it goes both ways. It doesn't matter if something good or bad or challenging happens to you. It's just, it's just the way that you constantly think about, think about things. So what it does for you no matter, I mean, we all have good days and bad days, right? It happens all the time. 
what that does for you, it puts you in a constant state of acceptance. At least it does for me. It's a constant state of acceptance. Look, this was a really crappy thing that happened to me, but what can I learn from? Or this is, wow, this is a great thing that happened to me. What can I do? How can I copy that to make good things continue to happen to me when if I'm ever in those types of situations again? So it 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 sort of puts you in this constant growth mindset over time that helps you get through anything, whether it be good or bad. Paul, I was waiting for your follow up on that. No, no, I, 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 I was, I, I was I, waiting for you. That that, that might be the first time in eighty five episodes. I, and, and that that we were that we were fighting for time. That, I'm really that was, comfortable with awkward silence. That's why I didn't say anything. No, I'm really. Oh, no, I, I, uh, I, I thought of a couple things in in, in what you're saying. Number one, I, I, I'm, I'm in in complete agreement that we're constantly looking at things are always evolving in our lives. And what you said, you said something key there, Tom, you said you're in a state of acceptance, right? When things are either good, bad, whatever, sure. I accept it because this, these things happen. And now, now, now you, your anxiety's lessened, right? You're not anxious because of a uncomfortable, let's call it situation. It's right. These things happen. And who, who am I? You know, when you're talking about, we've got to change who we are. You know, my wife and I have a, different versions ourselves. my wife and I have a baby coming. Now that's a great thing in our lives, right? But is that going to require me to be a different person than I am today? The answer is yes. The answer is I'm going to have to adjust myself. And, and that, that way of thinking and that way of accepting it, I think only puts me in a better place to succeed and a better place to look forward to uh, my future and, 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 and that I'm in, I'm in, uh, I'm in control of it. So I'm, I'm very, the, you say this, you talk like this a lot, Tom, and it's very important. And I, I appreciate that you do it because not enough people do. You talk about mindset and, 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 and where you put yourself, where you take control with yourself and where you put yourself and how that help that helps you with whatever situation or scenario you're in. And I'm not sure that's um, discussed enough that we have the ability. I've always, I've said this so many times to the young people, especially when you believe it up here, when you convince yeah. yourself, you really got to believe it though. You can't lie about it. <laughs> you can't yeah. keep saying it's part of the belief, but, but you got to really, when you do it, I always say it's game over. You got it. Like nothing yeah. will stop you. It doesn't mean it's yeah. going to happen when you want it to. It doesn't yeah. mean it's necessarily going to happen how you want it to. But I truly believe you'll make it happen. But it it's it's because you did it up here, and mm -hmm. and you're you you talk in that in that way a lot, Tom. And I I appreciate that. But let me let me switch gears a little bit on here. When, talking about major changes, right? And something that Paul and I talked about today. We've talked touched on briefly, and and I think maybe. In your world, Tom, this is going to be, um, I, I, in a, a lot of people's worlds, this is going to be a potential major shakeup is AI. Is, is How's AI, how are you looking at that in your professional world, friend or foe? Um, and, and, you know, what do you, just in general, I mean, I, I'm very interested in your take on that. Oh, friend. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, friend. It, listen, the more 
the more data that I can have to make the best possible decisions that I can make, I, I'm the better. I mean, I invite, I invite all of that. Are you kidding me? I view AI, and, and by the way, either personally or professionally, it really doesn't matter which way I'm looking at this. Okay. I, I kind of view it, I kind of view it as an extra teammate. I, I really do. Because listen, the more data that you can get from any source that you can get data from, the better off you're going to be. Whether that's a, a people resource or an artificial intelligence resource. It really, I mean, it really doesn't make any difference at all. In my mind, the more data that I can have to make the very best possible decisions that I can make, the better off we all are. I mean, again, I think this is, I know you said you were shifting gears, but this is really the same conversation. It's the <laughs> exact same conversation. It's the exact same conversation because look, here, here's the analogy that I use. In fact, I say this all the time. Paul, I say this when I come and talk to your folks. I say this regardless of what school district it is out there that, that I go talk to. Inevitably, when you talk to high school kids or kids that are in school, one of the big topics that ends up coming up is social media, right? Happens all the time. Telephones, um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or I mean, sorry, am I allowed to say that anymore? I think it's X. I don't know if I'm allowed <laughs> X, to say Twitter X, anymore. X. Don't, don't, don't be telling anybody on me. But whatever that thing is, it, it all comes up in conversation. And here's what I always tell people. And this speaks to that AI topic that you brought up. Let me be real clear about this. I am not the get off your lawn kind of guy. I'm not that. I am not that guy. I certainly walk through the pitfalls of social media where they can trip up from social media. But I'm not the person that says, oh, my gosh, you should be using your phone less. You should be off of social media less. You, you should do all that. I'm just the guy that says, listen, you need to make the very best decisions that you can po possibly make. And you really need to think about what you're doing before you hit the send button. But here's the deal. Just like AI, guess what, guys? Social media isn't going away. It's not going away. It's going to, in fact, I, I would argue that it's exactly the opposite of that. It's probably going to become even more prevalent over the course of time and impact even more people's lives over the course of time. So if we embrace that the right way, just like if we embrace AI the right way, it can benefit all of us. It can benefit all of us. I tell that to people all the time. Listen, when I'm sitting in front of people um, having a conversation you can tell how prepared they are. And one of the ways that they get prepared is by embracing the powerful, powerful things that can come from using social media. But at the same time, one bad decision using social media, and you really put yourself in a hard spot. You really do. But it's not going away. Just like AI is not going away. But I literally view it. I know I, I said this before, but I, I mean this wholeheartedly. I view it as an additional teammate standing next to me 
giving me really good information that I can use to either make decisions myself or help other people make the best decisions for them. The, the AI, I, I listened to a podcast the other day. I mean, I do a lot of financial simulations yeah. and hypotheticals for people and we have all this software and it, it's AI related and we can go back hundred, well, not hundreds of years with, but you know, hundred years and, and do yeah. charts and graphs of things, what's happening. And we can hypothetically guess what's going to happen in the future. But at the end of the day, right now, AI, all AI does is talk. It, it, it has influence on what we've done. Like yeah. AI can't, AI can't really predict anything. So there's still so much play for people yeah. to, to use AI. You know, we always say you learn from the past. You learn from your history. AI is incredible at that. But at the end of the day, it's, it's still the innovators. It's still the entrepreneurs. It's still the people like moving forward. And and there's going to be people that say, uh, you. There, there's going to be people that tell AI that you, I don't even know like we're not going to do that we're going to go this way and no but ai says this but ai is just it's just a reflection of our past sorry you know, we say all that we say all the time it's not it's 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 not what you say it's how you say it right it's not the tool it's how you use it <laughs> that ultimately determines if it does good or bad right right so you know, I mean, that's just the way that I view things. I, I mean, the more things that we can use that can help us make decisions, I think the better off, the better off we're going to be. Not mind you, I didn't say make decisions for us. That's not what I said. I said the more information and the, the more tools that we can use to help us to make as informed of a decision as possible, I think the better off we all are. Yeah, it's an interesting topic, and and I, I definitely wanted to get your your thoughts on it, and and uh, you know I'm uh, I'm uh, trying to learn more and more about it because every time I turn around, it's right in my face, you know, meaning the Come topic, on. meaning the topic, and and I know there's a lot of difference of opinions on the spectrum, you know, from it's going to enslave us to it's <laughs> to it's it's you know it's it's uh, you know, it's it's got a long, long way to go before it's it's gonna um, have a major, you know, major impact. On it. And what what I what I what I think about more than what I only think about, I should say, is is the job market and how it'll affect you know different types of jobs and 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 that yep. type of thing. And and I yep. you know I don't have any control over it. I just find it to be fascinating. Matt, uh, Tom, I I think I said it in another podcast, but Matt, you know we. We do podcasts every week and we come across millions of viewers. I'm being a yeah. little sarcastic right now, but uh, I came across an article slash video. AI, ironically, is taking jobs away from the white collar people. It's not taking yeah. jobs away from the blue collar people. And everybody right. thought everybody thought AI, robotics, that, oh, the, the working class isn't going to have jobs. More than anything now, we need an influx of people in the trades. We need an influx of people doing things. Absolutely. A yep. AI, Absolutely. You could, AI, you could argue, is taking away the middle class jobs. Uh, and yep. 
upper management jobs. Yep. Like, why, why do we need those people? We need people, you know, you, you're a business yeah. owner, Tom, you're part of a big corporation. Why do we need people that can just like give us policy? We need people like taking action and doing things. That's yeah. Right. When my, when my HVAC unit goes down, I, I, I don't need AI. I need someone who can come in. But it's get true. Get hands dirty and fix it, you know? <laughs> a lot of money in that still. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, hey, I, the, the, that the, the opportunities in those industries are, are you know, uh, immense. And, uh, you know, I'm a, I, I'm sure you guys maybe you don't agree. I don't know. But I'm, I, you know, I love to encourage people to get in those those different types of trades and such. And yeah. there's a lot of opportunity there. They're 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 great jobs. And, you know, even the entre you know, the entrepreneurial spirit that I have in me, you know, I always say that you don't have to. Go work for someone. You can have your own business. It doesn't have to be a yeah. day one, but you can have your own yeah. business. You can have 10 people working for you to, you know, for you at yeah. some point. And, yeah. you know, there's all sorts of opportunity in there. And um, I mean, real opportunity because, you know, I, I, I have to get things fixed a lot. It just with the, the properties I own and the businesses and that kind of thing. And, you know, you feel pretty stuck at this point, you know, there's not mm -hmm. a lot of people doing a lot of this work. So, tremendous opportunity out there and i think it's exciting time for people who who want to get into it yeah we're we're ranting a little but the welder the hvac person the excavator the carpenter like not, the not only can the they, power washer the yeah. yeah not only can they have a job that that might even be union backed i mean that's a whole nother topic of course but but the people i know that do that the side hustles are the, the ceiling on what they can do on the side if they want to put hours yeah. in. Like, yeah. like if 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 all of a sudden the public school shut down, I would I would survive and I would I would reinvent myself, but I would struggle. Right. Right. Yeah, uh, these guys, like if if all of a sudden there's no union for welders, a welder's going to go make probably more money than they would for the union because all of a sudden there's no welders yep. and it, the, the side hustle potential. And I don't even know if, if we like the word side hustle, we, we just say yeah. it. Cause I, you know, like yeah. the, 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 there's no ceiling on their skill level, I guess is what I'm saying. That's right. That's absolutely, that's absolutely right. In fact, you know, to your, to your point, I'll never forget. So every spring and every fall we have our HVAC, People come in and check our furnace and check our air conditioner. And the last time we did it, it, it the, the same guy shows up every time. Every time, it's the same. It's the exact same person. <laughs> so I asked them, I'm like, you know, you're not replacing my furnace or anything. You're just like literally checking it. What? Why is it you all the time? And he said to me, because we don't have. Because there's nobody there's nobody else to do it there's no there's we're having a very difficult time finding people in the trades that that want to do this kind of stuff or that get trained on doing this kind this kind of stuff and it really it was really an aha moment for me because it just shows you that a lot of these big companies that that we that we know out there that have been doing these things for a long time if they're not a careful they they i mean their their future existence could be challenged well i think what ultimately will happen is 
we need the service. Like I, I don't know about you, but I need air conditioning in, in the summer and I need heat in the winter. And uh, I think most of us are like that. What will happen is we're going to end up paying through the nose because these companies are going to go, hey, look, I got to hire people. And to get yep. to attract them, this business, they're starting out at 100 grand a year. And yep. that's coming out of you, the customer, because <laughs> you decided to send your children off to, off to college you know, to get a to get a degree in whatever. And now, you know, get your checkbooks out, guys, because and, and hey. That's the market system. Nothing wrong. I, I wholeheartedly am fine with it. it that's that's what. And if if you if you have a problem with that, my advice to you would be, go take some classes. You become the person who can do it, and you can make all the money. And and yeah. those opportunities exist. I, I tell people before, same kind of topic. I younger people. I go, if you want to make a hundred thousand dollars in a year, go buy a paintbrush and set up a website in a and a little pickup truck and be reliable and accountable. And I guarantee, I guarantee you'll clear six figures in one year. I guarantee it. As long as you get out of bed. So same, same kind of thing. The, the, the demand is there. The supply is not prices go through prices go way up and that's where we're headed. So, you know, it's funny that you say, Matt, it's so funny that you say that. So we have a guy, we had our deck replaced a couple of years ago and we ended up actually becoming pretty good friends with the guy that did the deck. And, and he said, you know, what, when, he said, when, when, <laughs> when he said, why did you, why did, why did you let me do your deck? I mean, you mentioned when we first met that you were calling a bunch of different places just to get a bunch of different estimates. And I said to him, you were the one that answered the phone. That it, it, <laughs> and I'm telling you guys, it was that simple. He's the one that answered the phone. The other people that we called, I had to leave messages for them and they never got back to me. Yep. He's the person that answered the phone. We invited him to come over and give us an estimate. We got to know the guy a little bit better, found out that we all, we all travel in the same circles around here, right? So we all knew people who knew one another. And guess what? He's the one we had to do the job. And then, and then guess what happened? As soon as he did my deck, he went to my neighbor's neighbors, yeah, <laughs> and did their deck. And then he went to the person down the street and did their deck. And then he went yep. to my neighbor's daughter's house and worked on stuff for her. See, that's how that's how this stuff works. If I have yep. one bit of advice to give anybody, if you want to set yourself apart from, I don't know. 80% of the people that are out there just answer your phone when it rings. <laughs> Tom, that's so funny. I spent saying to my daughter since she was a, I don't know how old young I, and I use the same percentage. I don't know why you used 80 Tom. And I don't know why I use 80, but I say, if you want to be better, if you want to stand out from 80% of your peers, just show up. Yeah. And that's answering your phone, right? Just answer your phone. Just show up. And when I mean show up, I mean show up yeah. like ready, engage, I'm here <laughs> mentally. Yeah. You know, and and that will get you so far. Just answering your phone, just showing up. And and those those stories are not unique, right? I mean, you've experienced them, Paul. You have, I have. I mean, just show up, just answer your phone. And um, boy, the opportunities that will that will thrust themselves at you um, will, will, will blow your mind. 
I just, I always say, just be the first to engage. Paul, I say this to your class when I come in and talk to them. Make, have a be first mentality. That yep. doesn't mean you're the first one to talk. That doesn't mean you're the first one to speak. Be the first to be engaged. Be the first one to be present. Be the first one to make eye contact with somebody who's who, who, who matters to you. Be, the be first mentality has nothing to do with being the loudest in the room. It has nothing to do with the one that needs to make sure everybody knows you're there. The be first, men, in fact, I would argue, Paul, if you really, really pay attention to the, to the kids as they walk through your class during the course of the year, you'll be able to point out the be first people because you know that they're engaged as soon as they walk in the room. But that's a decision. I I can uh I mean I, when you're saying that I I I could already list four or five kids that oh, yeah. just get that, but you know I I want to jump back. I mean I, I put the be first mentality. That might be the name of that pot. Th that might yeah. be the name of this episode. Yeah. But, uh, I didn't realize this till we were talking that that the best benefit of being a teacher isn't the pension. It's not the summers off. I mean, it's not the good life that Matt talks about all the time about being a teacher, you know. <laughs> uh, it's amazing. Anytime I need something, whether it's heating, plumbing, deck work, siding, I throw out, I've I've built a network as a teacher. I, <laughs> it's amazing the kids that come flocking in. Oh, and uh but but it, it, I joke about it for that reason because I never shortchange him. I mean, I I might probably pay him more than 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 what I would pay somebody else. But I never like there's no waiting period. Like when when Mister Richmond wants something done done on his house, man, it's good to go. Like you know, because I know like in a business, Matt, that's that's a real issue. Like the the, the timing, the waiting, that to, to, oh, to get something nope. done. No question. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's just amazing that when you build a relationship with people, they just want to jump to help you. And mm -hmm. and the money, the vet, like, I don't want to say the, the values first, the money second, that stuff always seems to work out. And if, yep. if, if the rest of the world would, would go about that mentality that, and, and that's why I'm coming back to the be first mentality. Every everything will be all right, uh, uh, Tom. I, yeah, I I, I want to expand. I want you to expand on that a little bit. So when when you when you think of that in a in a group, you know, whether it's students or younger students, older adults, or whatever, what are some things that you would say to a group of students who, whatever age, you know, be first, be engaged. What like what does that look like? I mean, what does that look like to me as the as a student, like? You said make eye contact. Yeah. What else? What else? Yeah. It it most of it has absolutely nothing to do with anything that comes out of your mouth. Okay. Most of it has nothing to do with any of that. It's but so here's what I tell people all the time in the class. I can tell you how a conversation is going to go with somebody just by the way they walk in the room. Just by the way, listen. We all leave a perception on people. It doesn't matter what you think about it. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks about it. When you walk into a room, you immediately make a perception. 
you you develop a perception of the people who are in the room and then the people who are in the room develop a perception of you and guess what at that particular moment it's right because it's theirs it's yours it's your perception and over time that perception can change based on your interaction with people it can either get better or it can get worse depending on the the level of value that you that you bring people but we call them the nonverbals it's how you walk in a room. If you walk into a room, shoulders back, head up, making eye contact with people, that leaves a different perception on somebody as opposed to walking into a room, and now y'all have seen this, walking into a room with your shoulders slouched, your head down, and you walk straight to your desk and you sit down. Mm. Two totally different perceptions. And whether you want to believe it or not, as a teacher, you treat those two people different. Yeah. You just do. Do you know why you treat those two people different? Because you're a human being. That's why you treat those two people different. We tend to treat people much, much differently when they're engaged sure. in a conversation or engage in whatever it is that you're sort of selling to them than people who don't. So, the number one thing that I always, here's the analogy that I use when I walk into a, first of all, whenever I go someplace, I get there early and I get to the classroom early and I literally watch every kid as they walk through the room. Mm. And I tell them this, when you walked in the room, you saw me sitting up there. And at some point, your eyes found mine and you said to yourself, uh-oh, Stranger danger. There's some dude in here that's not normally here. He shouldn't be here. What, what's going on? That's exactly what happens. And guess what you do to me? You have no control over it. You develop the perception of me. The human brain is a remarkable tool. The human brain develops seven perception every, every 11 seconds. So think about that for a second. So you develop the perception of me, and you have no control over it. None. Now, hopefully, I'll be able to change that perception over the course of time. But let's flip that coin around. As I was sitting up here in the front of this room, and each one of you walked into this room, guess what I did to you? Same thing. I did the same thing. And then this is, you should see the kids' eyes when I do this. I literally look like the first, I pick like the first 10 people in there. And I literally say, I have a perception of you. I now have a perception of you. I have a perception of you. And I literally go right down the line. And you should see their eyes. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. So here's what I tell them. Someday, sometime soon, you're going to get up. You're going to put your best clothes on. You're going to get in the car. And you're going to drive for your to, to your very first real deal job interview. I mean, like a career kind of interview, right? And you're going to get there and you're going to walk in the room and you're going to see the person who are, or the people who are interviewing you. Guess what you're going to do to them? You're going to develop okay. a perception of them. Guess what they're going to do to you? And they, they say, oh, the same thing. And then I say, Whose perception matters more? It's not clearly, clearly theirs. <laughs> right. And you should see their eyes when we have this conversation in the classroom, because 
it's it's like a light bulb moment for people. It really is because, oh my gosh, wait a minute. You mean to tell me that someone's kind of watching everything that I do? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, exa- that's exactly what I'm trying to tell you. Tom, you, uh, I mean, I've watched it. You you come to my class early and you sit there and all the kids file in. And, yeah. I mean, yeah. it, it it's, it's amazing. And at the end of the day, it doesn't mean you can't change that perception, but it, nope. it puts you ahead of the game or it puts you behind the game right off the bat. Now, you know, it's, it's like being second and 10 or second and five or first yeah. and 20 with a holding call, like in football, That's like right. n- now you got to adjust because you're a header behind in the game and That's the right. kid, the kids do it. And it's amazing. And it's a very powerful lesson. It, it is. It's, it's fun to watch. It, it's really, it's really yeah. fun to watch, but I think a lot of things are learned in the process though. I mean, we talk about this, Paul, all the time. Yeah. I mean, I mean, whether it be storytelling, the power of storytelling, the power of perception, the power of the impressions that you leave on people, the power of the opinions that you leave on folks. I mean, there's there's it, it's such a wonderful conversation because, you know, the, the goal from my perspective is just like everybody that comes in your classroom, Paul. The, we talk about this all the time. The goal is to give people sort of a real life look into what kind of happens out there. And they don't get enough of it, certainly. Absolutely. You know, as we wrap up, this Matt, we we've never done this before. So I want to ask our guest, what what did we talk about tonight? What was our topic? <laughs> we, the, the, you're one of the first. Like, right, Matt, when you come on, I have a topic. When the guest comes on, I have a topic. We didn't have a topic tonight. And I, so, I've got it written down. I already know. Tom's pretty. Tom's pretty versatile. You know, we can go into a lot of things, which is which is a a, a compliment. It's a it's a you know it's I love it. That's that's why it's so fun. So can I Paul? Can I give can I give you my perspective on what we talked about tonight? Hundred percent. I kind of think it's simple. I think we just spent fifty minutes. Yeah. Talking about serving others. Ooh. That's really that's really what I believe we've done. It's serving others. You know, there's there's a lot of different um, thoughts out there regarding servant leadership, and I tr- I truly believe that servant leadership should be a course that's taught in school. Um, I, I've taken it several times. I've you know there there's a great book called Servant Leadership or the Servant Leader, I believe it is. And I truly believe that's what we've talked about here today. If you ever get stuck, if you're ever in a spot where you're just not feeling right, whether you're burned out or or whether you're just having a bad day, there's one surefire way to change your mindset. And that's to go help somebody else. If you go help somebody else, It'll all come back around to you. And that's it can never be about you. It can. I, we're all leaders. I don't care what your name is. I don't care where you work. I don't care what your title is. I don't even care what age you are. We're all leaders. All of us. Every one of us. Someone's always watching us. I, I tell people in the class. In fact, you've probably heard me tell, tell this as, as well, Paul. You never know who's watching you. 
I guarantee you that there is somebody watching you all the time who looks up to you, right? So what are you going to do to serve that person? And when we engage with those other people, so a mentor of mine just told me something the other day that literally made me stop in my tracks. It really made me stop and really, really think about things. He said, one of the biggest mistakes that we make when we meet somebody new who we haven't met before, one of the biggest mistakes that we make is thinking that the place we met them at is where they've always been. And I think in, 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 in this person's mind, thinking that way really takes you out of your own shoes. And it allows you to look at things and look at the perspectives of other people from where they're at because guess what they have a story just like you have a story they have a story about how they got there and boy oh boy if we can just leave other people just a tiny bit better than they were when we got there we're 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 truly changing the world i i really really believe that you know when when you said that uh, i wrote it down the place we meet them is where we've always thought they've been. Did I say that right? Yeah, yeah. I look at it differently. Like when we meet people, if you you, you have a chance, like you're coming in at this angle, you have a chance to deflect them to another yeah. angle. And yeah. it can be good or bad. Yeah. And that's, that's right. the way I look at it. Every time we meet people, like I love to travel. We all love to travel. You know, we started the podcast with that. I just talked to somebody randomly and, we, you know, we we exchange what we exchange and i may never talk to them again but at the end of the day i may have deflected them off to a whole nother path they haven't seen i i mean i hope it's not i hope yeah. it's not a path that they don't want to go down <laughs> yeah. god bless well, people that, ask but... me that all the time so paul I, I get this question i don't know if i've ever told you this so i don't know how many years i've been coming to your class or how many years i've been doing all this 100, stuff. But it's been, 100 it's been a hundred go ahead yeah. it's been a super long time it's been a super yeah. long time and yeah. people People ask me, well, well, why do you do that? And, and that th this conversation, it's to serve other people. It's to give people just one person's perspective on things. And it's just one person's perspective on things. That's really all that it is. And I, I make sure that I tell folks that every time we engage, it's just my perspective. Hopefully the next person in here will give you a different perspective. And then guess what you're doing? Yep. It's yep. sort of like AI. Guess what's happening? Yeah. It's allowing down, right? you to collect more data yeah. and more data and more data yeah. so you can make a decision on what hit you the hardest. And that's that's the beauty of it, man. It, it really is. It's just serving other people. It is the things that I do for you guys and the things that I do for the five other school districts that I do them for. They are literally, it's one of those things that gets me up in the morning. I mean, I literally take the day off of work. I take the day off and I spend almost an entire day. Probably I added them up last year. I think there were, I, I took 12 days off of work last year just to hang out in classrooms. And I think it's because nobody ever did that for us. Amen. Uh, uh. And man, do I wish they did. Holy cow. Maybe, maybe I would have, maybe, 
maybe something different would have happened to some of us along the way, you know? Well, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, ex- I'm super excited. Cause I have, I have everything down for this episode. I didn't know Perfect. it was going to happen, but episode 120, you're coming back. You're, you're one of our regulars. I already wrote oh, it man. down. Well, I mean, why 120? What, 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 why 120? Well, you know, I mean, if it's, it's, it's like when you're, when you're at a restaurant, Matt, and I say 50 minutes till your table's ready in 30 minutes, your table's that's ready. Right. That's right. If, that's right. If, that's right. If, if he's, if he's 110, am I going to be like, no, Tom, no Tom's I thought, gonna I, be mi- like, I, I, thought I missed it. something. I thought I missed something. No. Hey, like, listen, let, let's be, wait a minute, Paul. Let's just be real with everybody. This is how this works. See, see, guess what? Friends can reach out to each other anytime they want to reach right, out to each right. other. Let's just, let's just tell everybody how this goes. Two yeah. nights ago, my phone buzzes. It's sitting on my dining room table. Two nights ago, my phone buzzes, and all it says is, hey, podcast tomorrow night, 8 p.m., with a question mark. <laughs> like, beautiful. Can you, Amen. Uh, can you give me a night, for God's sakes? <laughs> I mean. Hey, uh, Tom, episode 100 is 15 weeks away. There we go. And. Well, we don't want to give too much away, but Matt and I, we're doing it in person with an audience. We'd like you to be there. Oh, I'm there. Yeah, Tom, uh-huh. you'd, be, you'd, be, you'd be perfect to be there. That's a, that's, in that's... person with an audience? Oh. <laughs> well, and, and I don't, up, I, man. I don't, I mean, I know we're on Spotify. We're like, I think we're top five behind Joe Rogan. I can, I, I, I'll have to look at the stats. Yeah, you're better but, than Joe Rogan. You're better than but, Joe Rogan. But on you, but on YouTube tonight, I, I, I've been getting some, some emails from YouTube that we have enough views and subscribers now that they want to start talking about monetizing us. And I'm like, well, listen, I don't know if we want YouTube right now. I'm just yeah. kidding. Yeah, talk to, talk to our agent, right? Yeah, I said, you know. <laughs> Wait till oh. Tom Casey comes on in person. That that's that's I'm gonna that's be, gonna be you know what? Game. You know, we're gonna get to a day when that text that I actually get is from somebody else who's representing the two of you. <laughs> never never. Paul yeah, won't give you his number anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you, I know you, where this you, is going. You know what's funny? I listen to a lot of podcasts and do you believe like Joe Rogan, he reaches out to his guests. He doesn't have someone else do it. Isn't that's that good. crazy? That's great. And that's great. what, well, Matt's not going to do it because Matt never knows who our guests are. <laughs> that's what but makes that's it kind fun. of, oh, it, you know what? Like, if you would have told me three years ago, we're going to have a podcast where, all right, Matt, you're like, you're a successful guy. You're not going to know who's coming on and we're not going to know how long we're going to talk for. And we're not even going to know what we're going to talk about. And he's going to be like, I'm all in. Like, like that's the greatest thing ever. You know what I love about this most? This is uh, Paul. This 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 language you'll understand. This is Toastmasters right here, man. Yeah, that's exact. And and so this is one take. There's not. I mean, you only hit the you only hit the record button one time. I think since we since we started this, right? That's all we ever do. This is this is one take. That's Toastmasters live, and you do a live event. That's really Toastmasters. In fact, in fact, and this will blow everybody's mind. You didn't have any idea what we were going to talk about here. Well, what if you did a live event and you had no idea? Well, that's what we're doing. We don't (laughs) care. That's perfect. perfect. And we went, we Matt, right? We went over what we normally go over tonight. We we try to do 45 minutes because, you know, 
you know, we're we're just us. Matt, final thoughts? No, Tom, it's always great. It's always great seeing it. it really is. When when, it, when when I saw it, I was like, I know we're gonna have a, we're gonna have an interesting conversation, and and I, I that's that's what, you know going back to this. That's why we do it. That's why we've always wanted to do it. I mean, it, it, you know that's been the motive from day one and, and Paul's done a great, and you know, Paul, I'll give you a compliment here. Paul's done a really, really great job getting people on and interesting people. And, and sure uh, has. I've listened yeah, to every one of them. I mean, oh, connect with people and, you know, we, we get these guests on and I'm, you know, and then we get people sending us their agents are sending us their book reviews. And then I'm like, what the heck's going on here? And it's, you know, it's so, it's so neat. And, and, to and, you know, Paul and I talk about this usually when the camera's off, you know, we hang up and we go, we go, I'm so jazzed up. I can't even sleep because these conversations are just, they're, they're inspiring. And, 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 you know, and to think that we can do, have this and do this, it's, it's just, it's just so cool. It's just so rewarding. And it's, it's, um, you know, something that as far as I'm concerned, you know, there's no end in sight to. So we're, 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 we have a good time with it. And it's thrilled to have you, you know, you're, a part you're, of ser it. you're serving, you're serving others by doing this too, because you don't we, know somebody out there, you don't know who it is. Somebody out there is going to hear something in not just this podcast, but any podcast that you guys yep. have done, that's really going to strike a chord with them. And it's going to be something that they embrace. So you guys, yep. well, and, and to be fair, We've had guests on and said some things have struck a chord with me, and I'm sure with you too, sure. Paul, that have went, boom, uh, uh, aha yeah. moment, as you put it earlier, whatever. Yeah. So, you know, what we selfishly gain out of this from that perspective has been, you know, um, immeasurable. So you, you're right. You're absolutely right. Stop, man. Stop. I, at the end of the day, I, I have a hate mail counter. When, when we have more hate mail than we have good mail, I know we've, we've arrived. And we're not there yet. <laughs> There you, there you go. Hey, and I just want to go. I just want, for the record, for the record, Paul, I just want you to know that I've gone an entire podcast without one time saying chop wood carry water. Not I, one time have I you said just that. said it. No. <laughs> all right, but all right, I got to leave in two minutes. But Matt, we were. Just I read having... that time, by the way. I read that after the last time you were on. So thank you. It was. It was. It was really good. So we were just. Uh, I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna pull up the text today because Matt's just like, right, Matt. What what book should I listen to for mm -hmm. Audible? Because you you're still a you're a brick and mortar guy. Like you like to read your books, but you're you're buying into Audible. Right? I, I do both. I do both. I, I I'm doing both. And Good. and I'm I'm talking about books today, and I mean, I don't know. I, I'm sending this book and that book and that book. I almost. Text him, chop wood, carry water, because I was just looking in my library and yep. I forgot he read it. But you know what? Chop wood, carry water. You know, <laughs> I, I think that's the way we end it. Hey, thanks, Tom. You Tom, bet. thank you.